Our first reading is Psalm 114. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob, from a people of foreign tongue, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled. The Jordan turned back. The mountains leaped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it sea that you fled? Why Jordan did you turn back? Why mountains did you leap like rams, you hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into a spring of water. Thanks so much, John. My welcome to, uh, to that of Neil, um, and uh, it's, it's lovely to, to see you. Some folks who I don't think I've, I've met yet. Um, my name's Ben. I'm the vicar here, and I'd love to chat with you over coffee at the end, so do stick around for that. I'm going to pray uh, for God's help, uh, and then I'm going to invite you, if you are one of our children and you would like to, to come on out to the front here uh, and to bring a grown-up with you. But let me pray first. Dear God, thank you so much that you speak through your word, the Bible. Help us to hear you today, and as we hear you speak, would you change us? Amen. Amen. So if you are a child or young person and you want to come on out um, uh, and sit here so you can see, that'd be good. Feel free to grab a grown-up. Maybe not quite there, Sophie, because I'll stand on top of you. Shuffle back just a little bit. Um, As they're doing that, why not turn to the person next to you and ask them, um, when was the last time you were scared or frightened? Or if that's a bit too personal, when was a time that you have been scared or frightened? Just have a quick chat with the person next to you. When's the time when you've been scared or frightened? You guys down here, when's the time that you've been scared or frightened? Talk to the people next to you and that will be great. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to interrupt you at that point. I know, very rudely interrupting you very quickly. I'm sorry on that. Do keep those times in your mind as we're spending time looking at this psalm, because it will be really helpful for you. And this is a psalm that was sung. It was a psalm that was sung by God's people, and it was a psalm that was about a time when they were scared or frightened. So I'm going to need some help, somebody to help me being uh, God's, uh, one of God's people. Do you want to come on out? That's good. Fantastic. So if you want to stand there and you're going to look like one of God's people. So uh, I don't know why, but um, often I think they wore dressing gowns. So here we go. Let me, uh, let me put this on you. There you go. Pop an arm in there. That's good. Good job. You look... You. I say, the transformation, it's amazing. Um, let me see what else we've got um, here somewhere. Oh, what have I done with my sign? Hmm. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, for the moment, just remember 
that you are called Israel or Judah. That's, that's the kind of names that were often used for God's people, Israel uh, or Judah. And, um, and, and, and God's people were a bit sad because God's people were, well, at the start of the psalm, we hear, heard that they're in Egypt. That was a time when God's people were slaves. So let me give you a, a ball and chain. So if I just want to uh, uh, put that around your leg there, if that's okay. So you're a slave in Egypt. God's people were slaves. Oh, you've got the sign, Israel and Judah. Fantastic. If you look that way, everyone could see. And they were slaves in Egypt. It was a sad time. In fact, if you've got your Bible reading uh, with you growing up, so you can see verse 1, that Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a people of foreign tongue. They were people who spoke a different language. Uh, and that's always a bit disconcerting. Can you imagine if instead this morning, instead of Neil saying, hello, welcome to All Saints Totley, can you imagine if you'd walked in here and not just Neil, but everybody around you said, ah, bonjour, bienvenue à l'écoute ce matin, you'd be thinking, uh, what, huh? So, sorry? What, where am I? What am I doing? Now, imagine if that was everybody around you all the time. And that is what Israel and Judah were like. There they were, enslaved in a place where people spoke a different language. But it wasn't just that they spoke a different language, it's that they thought completely differently. Maybe, boys and girls, you've had a bit of an experience of this. Because we here at church, we talk about Jesus and we talk about God, don't we? And when we say those words, we mean the most precious and beautiful names in all the world. But maybe you've heard people sometimes using those words like swear words, like they don't really mean all that much. And that makes us sad. And rightly, it makes us sad. We sometimes live in a world that feels as if everybody else is talking a different language uh, to the one that we are. So God's people were there, but it got worse because God's people were there and they were being ruled over by Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the most nasty person in the Bible up to this point. Can we say boo? That's right. He is the most... In fact, he sets himself up almost as the opposite of God. But do you know what God does? Do you know the story? Ezra knows the story. Great. What does God do? He leads them... That's right, he leads them to the desert and takes them away from Pharaoh. So God takes them away from Pharaoh and they get to one of these. A lovely, oh, other way around, a lovely sea called the Red Sea. But there's a bit of a problem that comes about. You see, there's God's people and the sea's in front of them and Pharaoh's behind them. And if you've seen the film, The Prince of Egypt, or you've read the book of Exodus, you know what happens next. Is that a hand up? Do you want to tell you? Do you want to rip it? Okay, go on then. You can rip it right there in the middle. That's, that's right. Is that what you're going to say? God, he splits the sea. And that's what was being talked about. Oh, my, my thing's fallen off. That's what's being talked about uh, in verse Three, the sea looked and fled. It ran away. A bit like this, running away from the rude screen here. Um, it ran away. Now, the psalm wants to ask us, why 
Did the sea run away? Was it because God's people looked really impressive? Give us your most impressive look. I mean, pretty impressive. Is it because God's people looked impressive? No, let's look at the psalm. The psalm says, verse 2, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. They are big, long words to say that where God was, was with his people. You see, God's people weren't alone. God's people had God with them. Do you want to hold that? God was with his people and he led them home. God is with his people and he brings them home. The sea saw God and it fled, fled away. Now, the big and important thing we're going to learn from today is God is with his people and he brings them home. Can we say that together? God is with his people and he brings them home. God is with his people, and he brings them home. That's what went on in this first psalm. And that's really important for us, because sometimes we feel a bit like God's people. We feel scared, or we feel worried, or we feel like the world around us is talking a different language. And we might say, where are you, God? You help me. God is Let's say that again really loud. God is God is with his people and he will bring them home. And that's what this says as the Israelites sung it. But this seems to say more than just that, didn't it? It went on to, towards the end of the psalm to talk about hills, uh, sorry, the earth trembling. Now, if you've seen the Prince of Egypt or you've read the book of Exodus, that doesn't seem to happen. So when does the whole earth tremble? Well, we're going to find out later on when we think about what it's like for Jesus to sing this psalm and what it's like for us to sing this psalm as well. Fantastic. You can keep the, uh, the, the, those things on, but I'll put this to one side. Do take a seat. Uh, and we are going to... He takes a quick look at the service sheet. You can take them off if you like. That's good. Yeah, so let's give you a round of applause as you take them off. We're going to read now from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, verses 51 to 54. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many people, holy people, who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely 
He was the Son of God. Thank you so much, uh, John. And do keep those, uh, those verses in front of you. Um, we've already heard, haven't we, that God is with his people and will bring them home. That's what God's people were saying uh, as they were singing that psalm. If you're part of the growth groups this week, grown-ups, you will be able to think a little bit more about the fact that it's not just that he was brought out of Egypt. It's that, they, that God did it again when he brought them into the promised land. Uh, that's the, where the, the hills rejoicing bit is all about as well. Um, but that's what God's people are singing and singing and singing, and, and it will be helpful for them when they're scared. But what does it mean for Jesus to sing this psalm? Jesus to sing in this psalm on the way to the cross. He knows that tomorrow is going to be hard. He knows that tomorrow he's going to die. What does it mean for him to sing of a God who is with his people and will bring them home? This is Jesus expressing his faith that his father will raise him from the dead on the third day, isn't it? Uh, we, we see uh, that, that call in the psalm to say, oh, look, the whole earth should shake. It should be uh, scared in reverent fear of God. And Jesus sings of the day that the earth will shake when he dies on the cross and when he is resurrected. Jesus sings this psalm and it gives him lots of hope. But actually, Jesus singing about a God who is with his people and bringing them home means that we can sing this psalm as well. We can sing this song. Uh, you see, the amazing thing about Jesus going to the cross and dying and being resurrected means that God's people can know that even in the most scary times, even in the most serious times of our life, God is with us and will bring us home. God is with his people and will bring them home. What do I mean? Well, there are lots of scary things in life, but I think probably the most scary thing is the end of our life, isn't it? It's when we die. But what did it look like for God to be with his people? It looked like Jesus singing this psalm. What happened the day after Jesus sung this psalm? He died. Four days after he sung this psalm, three days after he died, on the third day, he rose again. It's as if he breaks through death so that we no, no longer need to be scared of death because Jesus has broken through it because God is with his people and he'll bring them home. But there's more than that. In the psalm, what happens when the, it talks about the sea parting? It says, why did you flee? Why did you run away, see? It's a bit like this. Let's imagine that we were playing a giant game of TIG, okay? And, uh, and the, the font at the back is a den or a base, um, and I'm on, okay? Um, and so I'm running around trying to TIG you, and you, at some point in the game, you say this, na 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 na. When do you say that? When, do, when would you say that? If I, was, if I was playing TIG, when would you say, na 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 na? Somebody? Henry, yeah, I can imagine you saying it. When you're on the base, that's right. When you're at the base, when you're at the place where you know I can't TIG you, because you're safe. 
Do you know what this psalm does to the sea? It goes, no, 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 why did you flee? I'm safe because I've got God. Do you know what that means that we can do? And I say this as reverently as we can. Even in the face of death, we can say, where, oh, death is your victory. Where, oh, grave is your sting. My Jesus has defeated even death. I know that God is with me and he will take me home. You'll look at this more grown-ups in in growth groups, but let me just take you to one final place. You see, God's people sung this. Jesus sings this. We can sing this today, not just because death has been defeated, but because, well, see if you recognize any of the words from this promise in the future. Thinking particularly perhaps about that rock that becomes pools of water. Thinking particularly about God being with his people. Revelation chapter 7. Therefore, there before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple or sanctuary. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun won't beat down on them or any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne is their shepherd. Listen to this. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The amazing thing is that we have a God who is with us and who will lead us home. And therefore, we can sing this psalm alongside Jesus, alongside the Old Testament people of Israel, having confidence that God, well, why don't you help me? God is with his people and will lead them home. God is with his people and will lead them home. We're going to sing uh, this psalm. Uh, We're going to sing it um, to the tune of... uh, Love Divine, thank you, a bit of a memory blank there, Uh, to the tune of Love Divine or Love's Excelling. Uh, Words will come on the screen. And can I encourage you, let's stand uh, and let's sing this song uh, together.